form a man out of? Uh, let's speak. Where did God create man out of? From the dust of the earth. The word human means humor, dirty. Yeah, dirty, humors, humor, humors, dirty, right? So we all came from the dirty. We came from the dust. That's why we should never be proud to each other. We must learn to be humble because we're still going back to the dust where we came from. So this is a house. But what I want to say is that God created first Adam. Adam was created by God. This was the man, one man, who was created by God. His name was Adam. Eve was not created from the dust. Mm -hmm. Ladies. No. That's why women, your skin is so perfect and men are like cavemen and that kind of stuff. They are from the ground. But women, we were taken out. Out of the what? Huh? Where did woman come from? Huh? <laughs> so, God only went to the dust once. Amen? He went once. The Bible doesn't say then he went to the dust and created Eve. No. He formed Adam. And then out of Adam, he produced a woman. Amen? Amen? So when Adam was created, in his loins, he carried all of us. Adam carried all of us. So the Bible talks about sin came into the world with one man. Does it say two? What does the Bible say? Yeah. Sin came into the world with through one man. And his name is uh, Adam. And who is the second Adam? Jesus Christ. Salvation also came through one man. His name is Jesus. So when God created Adam from the soil, from the ground, he made Adam to be like him. Mm -hmm. He made Adam to be like him. So when he finally made the houses that the spirit man would live in, he allowed a house that is called female and a house that is called male. That was Adam. Even when the man sinned, when did God freak out? We need to read our Bibles carefully. Bible scholars, when did God freak out? Go back to your Bible. Who wants to read? Who found the verse? Genesis what? Hallelujah, happy Father's Day. Hallelujah, happy Father's Day. Who found the verse in Genesis? Aha, uh -huh, what happened? Let's start from where uh, the snake took the fruit and gave it to Eve. Come on, can somebody read that for me? So verse 4 says, You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from, from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. 
She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they, they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. Who was responding? Adam. <laughs> what did he say? I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that right. you, were, Who you, you were naked? You? Thank you, you're done. Okay. You see, God freaked out. Who told you that you are naked? It was only God freaked out. Listen, listen. The snake spoke to Eve, right? Eve took the fruit and ate. What happened? Nothing. Did God interrupt? Did God say something? Did God went to Eve and say, why did you eat the fruit? No. God waited until Eve gave the fruit to Adam. Until Adam took a bite of the fruit. That's why men love eating too much. You see, it was only <laughs> Adam should have said no. God only freaked out after Adam. Because it was Adam who was told not to eat the fruit. Am I right? Eve was not told. It was Adam who was told not to eat the fruit. So Eve was saying what he was told. By who? <laughs> so it was Adam Adam is the one who ate and when he ate that fruit God was angry because the man had taken the fruit why was God so angry with Adam let me explain God the word God means father I, I, I wanted to give six attributes Six attributes of a God or a godly father taken from the book of uh, Genesis. Number one, the word earth. According to others who have been going through this, they are saying it stands for faithfulness. A good father. Our father in heaven is faithful and he remains faithful the bible says even if anyone else changes god will remain faithful he cannot change deny himself because himself he is faithful so this is the issue number one we struggle with with men in relationships Faithfulness. Being true to your loved one. Not only faithful to your wife, but even to your children. <laughs> Not lying that you buy him a car and you never buy it. Not lying to your wife that you are bringing chocolate tonight and you never bring the chocolate. Faithful fathers. Faithfulness. 
God is faithful. Why does he want men to be faithful? Number two, which is key for godliness and for a man, I give another F. A man, a good father, is a foundation. A father is a foundation. To those who know building, or we have built before, I've, I've done a bit of building. If at all the inspectors come and the walls have got problems, or the roof has got problems, or all those things have got cracks, the, they look at the roof, they can just tell you, you need to fix your roof, right? If the wall is a crack or something, they'll just tell you that, you know, you can remove the wall and then redo it, or you can, they don't destroy the whole building, they don't condemn the whole building because of the walls. You can take them down, right? And redo them. But if the inspector ever comes and they find a crack in the foundation, the whole house is condemned. The man is the foundation. You want to see the family? Look at the father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the father. He will tell you the story of his family. Because, listen to me, if you see a mansion or a palace with beautiful chandeliers, with a beautiful paint bridget, with couches of gold, with carpets that are like cashmere, of sheep, whatever, where you will fit to, who sink in and you think you are in heaven. It's just a building. Amen. It's just a building that is built on top of a what? A foundation. Let the foundation have a problem. The whole building, the palace and its beauty, it will collapse. Boom. Because the foundation is a problem. So if there is a crack in the family, the father has a crack. The children will also suffer. Some of us have got pains. We've got wounds inside of us that are not healing. We can't have successful relationships. It all emanated from the foundation. The absence of a father. The abusive father. The unavailable father. He's available physically, but he's not available emotionally. You only see him at night or in the morning when he's getting out to go to work. He has never spent time with you. You know, don't know what quality time is with your father. The foundation is a crack. Your father, all he knew was to drink and drink and drink. Listen to me, man. Listen to me. Tapsi, listen to me, son. You see, what you saw your father doing, you, you, you see, right now, until the age of 30, you'll be fighting it. Wait until 35. You begin to become your exact copycat of your father. Trust me, all men. Trust me. You become your father. Look at yourself. You become typical of your father. Which is why you've got to be a prayer warrior. 
so that you don't repeat the same things. If you was an abuser, you are only shy that Piola will come and say, Pastor, even he beat me. So you will not slap him. But the edge is there. Anger is there. The anger of your father. You, 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 you see what I'm talking about? I'm talking to my sons too. Amen? I'm talking to you, Taku Shepard. I'm talking to you, MQ. Theo, I'm talking to you guys. Do you hear that? Marvin, I'm talking to you too. Kelvin, sorry. Tony, I'm talking to you too. Because I don't want you to be males. I want you to be fathers. When you get this message, whether you're married or not, and your mother is a widow, you can become a father of the family. Because you know what it is to be a father. Enoch, I'm talking to you. You're about to become a father now. Hallelujah. Man is the foundation. Man is like the engine of a car. You see the, what's the beautiful car that you call? Ferrari. Which one? Mustang. Which one? Which one the most beautiful? Tell me, honestly, which your dream car? Rolls Royce. Rolls has a dream car. Lamborghini. Who else? Maserati, whatever, Maserati or Maserati. Okay, listen to me. You see that beauty in all those cars. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. With all those names you are calling out, some of the names, I don't even know how to say them. Rose, Royce, all those things, the beauty. You see, you say, wait until you get in. You know, I've been to dealers selling cars. They'll tell you to wait until you get inside. They'll go around with you telling features. Showing you this car can run 220 miles per hour. And then you go inside. They'll tell you, you see, it has got hands-free. You see you, the comfort. And it looks like you are in an aeroplane. You know, it can actually massage you. One day I was in Dallas. I had this car that could massage you. But let me tell you. All that beauty is because there is a functioning engine in the car. Nobody sees how ugly. Have you ever seen how ugly the engine of a Rolls Royce looks like? Honestly, have you ever seen how ugly the engine of a Rolls Royce looks like? How ugly the engine of a Mustang or the Mozarata, whatever you call it. The Lamborghini. Have you ever looked at the engine? You won't even open it again. It's covered all over with beauty. Ah, it's covered all over with beauty. But let me tell you, a car is not a car without an engine. You may give it names. It will not move for you. Ah, we tow it to the junkyard. As long as the engine is no longer functioning, we tow the car to the junkyard. It's useless. We don't need it. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is. The engine is knocked out. There are fathers who have knocked out. A man is like an engine of the car. If you look at the engine, there are wires coming here. I don't even want to look at my own engine. Because I look at it, I'm already going crazy. Because I don't know what, what wire is it. Where should I open? Where should I touch? You know. And that beauty of the car does not function. 
as long as there's something, there's no oil. You don't put the oil from the steering wheel, do you? You don't put the oil, you don't change plugs from the steering wheel, do you? You don't change all those things, important things from the uh, 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 couch or the, uh, the beautiful leather couch in your, in your car. You don't, right? Where do you go? To the foundation of the car. Which is the what? The engine of the car. How many fathers are malfunctioning today? And once the car, no matter how beautiful it is, when it becomes to go 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 to the problem is not the beautiful car, my son. It's not the Maserati. No, 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 no. The problem is in the engine. The problem is in the engine. The plugs are out. They need a replacement. I'll finish with that message. Fathers must repent. Because if the foundation is not okay, we are tired of having our sons in jails. We are tired of men who wore trousers, yet they are not fathers. They are not there for their children. And these children are becoming homosexuals because all they know is a woman. They know the love of a mother. When he looks at another man, he's looking for the love of a woman, a mother. We are tired. May God give us grace in nations. We need fathers. We are tired of males. We need fathers. Foundations. The Bible says if foundations are what? How can the righteous do what? Hallelujah. The word A stands for action. There is no wall that is built on a house until the foundation is passed. You want to marry, what do you have in your bank account? You want to take someone's child so that you say, give me 50-50. It's not the responsibility of a woman. You got to take care of the walls. It's the foundation's responsibility. Ah, let me tell you, you guys here, those who haven't been married, you see, this is my song, I know you know it already. Let me tell you why you should not do a 50-50 with your girlfriend. Let me tell you. I'm a pastor. I have had to deal with women who say, I've got my side gig. A woman comes to me, a married woman, say, pastor, I've got my side gig. And I say, you've got your side gig, what do you mean? She has got an extra boyfriend on the side. Why does she need an extra boyfriend, MQ? Because she wants, she's, she's behind with bills. Because it's a 50-50. Things are not balancing. So I need Mr. Supplier. Huh? So that you and me, we can be happy. Come on, wake up, man. Open your eyes. God said, Father, the word father, Abba. Abba, father. Let me define the word first so that you know why I'm talking like this to you men today. We know that Jesus called his father. The name Abba, father is a very intimate name. When, God, when Jesus says Abba, in Greek the word Abba means pata, pata, meaning that 
source. The word pata in Greek, it means source. Anesu, I want you to take notes, my son. I want you to be a good husband to someone. I don't want you to walk out that marriage. Because it's what you bring into the marriage that will make it to be what you want it to be. But if you go there empty, my children, these women will have side gigs on the side. And you don't know it, whether the child is yours or not. Come on, my sons, open your eyes. Be men. You must be a man. What is money? I didn't marry him a millionaire, but today he's a millionaire. Oh, yeah. When I married him, he had nothing in the bank account. We started from scratch. He had enough to take care of one person, me. Listen to me, my sons, today. The word father means source. You are a source. The word father means provider. You are a sustainer. Sustainer. Come on, MQ. You are a sustainer. You are not just a male. You sustain your family. You sustain your marriage. The word pater means nourisher. <laughs> nourisher. If we see your kids are, you see, have you seen irresponsible men? They go to girlfriends with the whole salary and the kids have got kwashioka, big heads and big stomach, big heads and small stomach. Kwashioka. Your children don't have food. You are nourishing your neighbor's wife. Mm, I've read those even though it's not in PCIC, but in the name of Jesus, we rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. It's not our portion. It means support. You are the support system. Amen? You are the support system. I know that you may not want it, but God sent me to tell you what the word father means. I'm not throwing you under the bus. <laughs> I told you to invite me to men's ministry. You don't want to invite me now. I'm going to preach in front of the ladies. You are in trouble. Tako, I told you, organize this youth guys thing. Now I'm going to tell you today. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So, a father is a foundation. A father is a source. A father is a sustainer. A father is a nourisher. A father is a supporter. A father is a protector. So when we talk about action, you can be your child's first teacher. That's an action a father will take first. Proverbs 22 verse 6. The action that you take, it's your responsibility to train up a child in the way he or she should go. Not the school, not the television, not the government, not my, the Sunday school teacher. Aha! Parents are in trouble today. You bring your kids to hand them over to my. No, 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 that's wrong. My is simply helping you. Parents, is she's helping you to train up your children to go in the way of the Lord. My only have your kids for two hours. You have your kids for over 100 hours. What are you putting in your child? 
What are you putting in your child's life? What are you training? Some of you don't even do homework with them. Mary gives homework. I know, I look at the parents' chat. She gives children homework. Parents don't do homework. They don't even respond on the forum. We have people in this church who ignore forums. But let them post something and you ignore. My God, all hell will broke loose. Because they know it's not good to ignore when someone posts something. They want you to respond to show that you saw what they posted. But if they themselves see a post and they don't respond, they are okay with it. The Bible says, do unto others as you wish them. Do unto you. So, Mary is only helping. She's only helping parents. Dads, fathers, you need to be an example of a good life to your children. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2 to 3. It teaches us that we must be a true example to our kids. You see, our children, they read a letter. <laughs> Let me tell you guys. The same way these girls here in the church are looking and outside they are looking, what kind of a guy is he? You are a letter. Every young man in this church hear me. And fathers, you are a letter. You are a letter. People read you. Unfortunately, a letter, this is a letter that is public. It's a public letter. It's not a letter sealed in an envelope. It's not a letter covered in an envelope. So it's open, hallelujah. It's a letter that is so open. Everybody can see hey, this guy, hey, this one, he is stingy. An open letter, my son. This one has too much anger. Ah, this one loves worldly things. If I go under this, because you are a priest, as a man, you are going to be a priest of your home. Because you are the foundation, right? So you are going to be the priest of your home. You see, one thing a priest does is that you don't wait for your wife to call you to pray. That's a dead engine, a malfunctioning engine. That wait for the car to start itself. When the engine cannot start, where's Evans? Come to me, come to me, come back. Leave them alone there, come sit here. A malfunctioning engine. I'm with daddies today. When you wait for your wife to call you into prayer, Evans, people to say, Evans, now it's time for prayer. You are a malfunctioning foundation. You are a dead priest. It means the engine is cranking, it needs help. And I came to help you. We need to give you a new engine. Through Jesus Christ. MQ, are you listening, my son? You are a priest of your home. Every man in this church, you must train yourself to become a priest. Be ready to become a priest. You see, there is an altar in our home. The man goes to pray. You see, when your kids, Elhanan is young, he watches what you do. You are an open letter to Elhanan. You wake up at two midnight to pray. Elhanan is watching daddy. is praying. You go there tomorrow and watch, kneel down. What is daddy doing? I'm praying, my son. He may run around. He may not say anything. He watches you for three months. 
you do exactly the same thing. One day you are not home. You went to visit Joe. Elhan and Piola will see him there. At exactly the same time that you knew there. Because the priest of the home has already been put within Elhanan. So Elhanan has now taken what we call an impartation. It comes first from a father. Do you understand? Impartation comes first from a father. We have sons that are malfunctioning because fathers are malfunctioning too. You are a priest of your home. 